That really doesn't mean anything, Austin, because gravity is also a theory. And mm -hmm. you know that's been debunked. This American monster. A monster of the week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. Our heroes have learned that Alan Graves is likely the descendants of some form of witch coven, and that he was even born after his own mother's death. Born into this world lonely, Alan seems to be seeking now to make Lauren Walls as lonely as he's always felt. You guys had been keeping Lauren, at least for a little while, at uh, Herbert Darkblade 69 Mock's place. Is that continuing to go on? Is that the game plan, at least for now, to continue to have her and possibly Cody and maybe even um, George Conti, the doctor boyfriend, all stay at Herbert's mom's place? Yeah, I mean, she's got a, she's got a spirit ever since dad left. She's got plenty of room. I mean, we got the guest room, and she still has a queen bed, for, you know, that she and dad would share, and somebody maybe could share that with her. Okay. So here's the other big thing. I know it was starting to get dark when you guys had left the Magnolia Place Mansion and gone back to the hospital. Um, are you going to? Are you going to try to continue investigating through the night or are we going to kind of like take a break and everybody go home and then we'll start fresh in the morning? I feel like starting fresh. There's no reason that. Well, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think there's more to find here? I think we looked at the all the major locations there, right? I think so, too. Yeah, let's let's start fresh in the morning. You know, we can okay. all use a good homemade meal with our families, our loved ones, to remind ourselves that this too shall pass. All right. So, um, so Herbert Dar Herbert Darkblade sixty nine uh, mock everybody's the you're inviting Lauren and Cody to go back to Herbert and his mom's place. That's the game plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's okay. I think, I think George Conti, the doctor slash boyfriend is, um, he basically says like, I can stay at the hospital. I need to keep working on this stuff and this paperwork. And I'm going to see if I can find anything else out. Um, so I think he's not as into the idea of like, all right, Go to Darkblade's place. Are you guys cool with him just staying at the hospital? Or are you going to be like, no, you get in this car, motherfucker. I mean, he's not technically a part of the ring of... Like, did did Alan even know him? Or One of you guys made the realization that um, if the goal is to, get Lor to make Lauren be alone, anyone who is considered a friend of hers would be a target. And that yeah. he would definitely be considered a target. We got to get him over to my mom's house. Oh, we should frame it to him as like, they'd be safer with you around. 
Okay. I think that's a charm roll for somebody to make on uh, the charming Dr. George Conti. Uh, okay, cool. And that this is her boyfriend, right? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll roll it. And I think the, the way you put that definitely works with like the kind of the rules of this game or the setups of that rule. Uh, I got a seven. Got a seven. Oh, hold on. I got a six. Got a six. Okay. Uh, would Ashton or Darkblade want to help Mr. Welker out to try to push that to a seven? So I'm going to mm -hmm. be starting this conversation as like, um, what's his first name again? George. George, listen. Now, like, I'm take him aside, like a, like a fatherly aside from the group. Be like, now, I see that you seem like a good guy, all right? And that's good, you know? Uh, women want a good guy and you know one day when you when you're ready to propose to lauren you know she's gonna want to know that you're a guy who's reliable it could be around and you're gonna be a good father to you guys' kids and, uh, and i think you to really prove that son and i think that's the initial thing that's like causing some consternation where it's just mr wilker pushing way too hard on the like well, obviously, you're going to want to make sure to be a good husband and that kind of thing. And this guy's like thinking yeah. back of like how long he's been dating this girl and going, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. wait when a you're minute, telling buddy. your grandkids the story yeah. about the time you were there for your mom. Oh, boy, it's going to be a treat. Would either Ashton or Darkblade want to try to kick that up to a seven to get that to be a success? Yeah. Okay, then go for it, Darkblade. Right, Dark Blade rolls uh, seven. Seven. All right, so it does go up. So it becomes a seven now. Okay. Um, I what does Dark Blade do to kind of come in and uh, make this situation a little bit better? Um, you should, you should describe the conditions of your house. Yeah, my house. It's um, it was deloused recently. Um. There's absolutely no pests uh, allowed in my house. We don't allow pests, and we don't eat in bed anymore. So it's, uh, you know, you'll have fresh linens, and um, it is a really safe house. We have a Brink security system. So, we, you know, we really aren't slouching here when it comes to security. Um, and it's actually, um, you know, it's like an unlocked Brink system. It's not really, you know got my own touches on it yeah it's an overclocked brink security system yeah overclocked the <laughs> cpu and the thermostat as well uh, okay um yeah. i think that he's still kind of like these guys are weirdos and um i think the way that that works is on a seven to nine i have to tell you what would work out and i think if the um I think the oh. idea should be like his house is so potentially unsafe that he would need to be there to keep them safe. Okay, I like that actually. <laughs> like, it'd be like, oh, the last time we had an electrical fire, we did we we didn't we only lost one pet. Like it was a record. Okay. Yeah. So then I think we'll I think we'll do it like that, where you you kind of bring up all this stuff, and oh, maybe Darkblade comes up, and Darkblade's just so weird. That maybe uh, Dr. Conti is like, yeah, I better go with them because this guy's a strange character. And I don't know if I want Lauren alone with these weirdos. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. 
So then in that case, um, night falls on Palmetto City. The, the, humid, the humid evening of this, I think we said it was April or May night. Uh, it's, it's cool, but humid. And uh, we see kind of uh, Mr. Welker's van drop off Darkblade. <laughs> and that's it's a it's a van, so I assume it can hold all these people. Or actually, uh, maybe George will drive. Would you let like George and Lauren drive separately to go to Darkblade's place, or would you be like, no, everyone's staying together? Get Everybody's got to stay together. It, oh yeah, and the van is also uncomfortable as a tag, so this will not be a good trip. Yeah, I think when you get in, I think Cody is like, you said you had a van. Yes, sir. I thought you meant like a minivan. This is not what I thought. Oh, oh come on. I'm, I'm not one of those dads. This is a sophisticated van full of really awesome equipment. Yeah, so uh, you guys are crammed in this van with these. Uh, there's six of you in there. And you get to Darkblade's house, and I think we see a shot of... Uh, Herbert, Darkblade, 69, Mach, Lauren, George, Cody, getting out of the vehicle. And then Mr. Welker, like you guys kind of parting ways. And Mr. Welker maybe bringing Ashton home. And then that heading home himself. Does that, uh, does that sound accurate? Mr. Welker doesn't have any other plans. Okay. And Ashton, that sounds pretty good. All right. He's nodding. All right. So. Yes. There we go. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So you guys have all arrived at home. We see some shots of Darkblade's mom being like, like, oh, we have so we have more guests tonight. I guess we'll have to. Uh, Herbert, dear. Um, here, why don't. Um, why don't I bring a cot? in here and uh, into my room and, and we and us girls can have a we can have a our, or maybe she brings like a uh, has one person sleep on the couch oh you said you have a spare room so yeah she, so yeah. maybe she yeah maybe she stuffs George and Cody in the spare room or one of them sleeps on the couch one of them sleeps in the spare room yeah and, it's uh, um it's actually uh, my dickhead brother Brian's room and, um, you know, he, it, he lives with his wife and kids now, uh, cause he's too good for us. And, um, you know, uh, but he'd be, we'd be honored if you were here, uh, because you're not a traitor like Brian is. I mean, some people think Brian's really successful. I guess if you, if, if you're going to measure success by, uh, financial, uh, <laughs> ability and only, uh, uh, uh the cars you drive, that's a yeah. narrative. <laughs> yeah, if you, um, then I guess yeah, Brian's a great guy. But if you're going to talk about loyalty and family, and um, leaving your family behind, then probably Brian's not who you want to be. And I, I like how, room, and we'll call it um, we'll call it what's it, what's his name again? Uh, um, what's your name, sir? What was your name again? Okay. Uh, the, the the two guys that are there with you are Cody and Cody George. George. I'll call it Cody's room now. It'll be Cody's room. And Cody's like, cool. And I think George looks over at the, uh, at, at like a shelf 
and he sees um you're like oh my dickhead brian who left and abandoned the family and there's also a thing that what we call him yeah there's also a thing that has uh like your dad's name and your dad was also brian and so there's like some like animosity that you're throwing at this brother character that's like also like dad um why was he named after you yeah he was younger (laughs) what was he saving it for him yeah he felt you. He, he. They originally named you Brian, but they changed your name when you got older and into elementary school. Right they when figured, started getting heavy into computers and failed yeah. football tryouts. Stop being called Brian. Yeah, they saw so you did on the. They saw how you did on the punt, pass, and kick thing, <laughs> and they said this isn't Brian material. Anyway, all right. But so we see that we see your mom kind of like making stuff up. So essentially, um, everybody's got their own space. Uh, I guess either Cody or George is going to stay in the guest room. One of them is going to stay on the couch and then you're going to stay in your room and your mom and Lauren are going to stay in the master bedroom. And I think George is kind of, uh, you can very easily see George is fairly annoyed at that premise where it was like, Oh great. I'm brought here uh, to keep, (laughs) to keep my girlfriend safe from these weirdos. And I don't even get to sleep with her. It's wonderful. All right, so yeah, we see that as everybody's kind of tuck, getting tucked in. Um, when Mr. Welker comes home, when Chase Welker gets home, or no, he drops Ashton off first, right? Yeah, we said yes. Uh, unless he wants to sleep over. Ooh. Um, Ashton has his place at his studio apartment, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, since you got this job um, that has had a pay increase... What has what do we see has changed about Ashton's apartment? It can be something fairly small, but it should be something that, like, when we come in on this new arc of the show, we see this is happening, or we see that this is present in the in the studio. Oh, maybe it has like a big, uh, like king size, brand new bed, but it's because it's a studio apartment that's basically half the floor space. Okay, yeah. So we had seen the place before and you had a, maybe like a futon. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And now instead you have this big bed, but there's not enough space for it. So it's kind of like a small, on on one side of the room, there's a small desk. On the other side of the room, there's a small table. And there's this bed that's taking mm-hmm. up this, this massive quantity of space where you can't really have anything. The other option I would say is if you have maybe one of those like counters where a person can like eat at the counter, like sitting on stools. Maybe the bed is so big, it's partially under that counter. Mm-hmm. But okay. So we see this big kind of expensive bed and um, maybe even to kind of like further drive home that this is new in case an audience member missed it. There's like the box that the, <laughs> I was gonna the say thing that came too. in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sitting like there against the wall. Yeah. Or when Mr. Welker drops you off, that's like outside and at the curb. Oh, mm-hmm. you're, in a, you're in an apartment either way. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so you come home. We see that this this is going on. Your phone buzzes and you are able to look down. And I think via like a text conversation with uh, Regan. She mm-hmm. basically says like, you know. Um, excuse me. Oh, she says like, like, oh, I heard that. I heard that a girl at the hospital died. Was it Bell? Was it Bella White? 
Was that who it was? Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's the noise yeah. of the, the message going through. So you say, yeah. I'll, you'll say, uh, unfortunately. Bloop. Dot, okay. Dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. And she'll, and I think she'll, she'll ask like, um, like she'll say pretty suspicious. Any, any answers or clues? Bloop. Um, and I love role playing this text thing. This is good. Uh, yeah, I think he's like um, too a little too suspicious. Dot dot dot. We're looking into it and send that. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, sorry, or, oh yeah, maybe you'll say uh. Like I'm looking into it and said, because I remember he, they, the company specifically said, "Hey, stop bringing us up." Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, and so I think she'll just kind of say like, "Yeah, any yeah." She'll just ask anything specific. Boop. Well, we we have some leads, but it seems like a, I don't know, jilted lover or something. Okay. Or like, I guess we don't know if they were lovers or not. So like, just jilted uh, friend or something, jealous friend. Yeah, I think he's basically trying to give her the, the basics without any of the specifics. Mm-hmm. And so I think she'll ask like, um, is it connected to the kid that killed himself? Bloop. Oh, and maybe, maybe partially trying to change the subject, but possibly also maybe to get her to look into this, to say, uh, oh, well, now the police are saying they aren't even sure of that, that he killed himself. Yeah, you know, she'll say, like, do they think it was, do they think it was faked? Question mark. Um, yeah, and I don't think they told me if, if they think it was fake, right? Just that, oh, someone has, has to be doing this still and someone's on his social media, right? Well, is what uh, they told me. Detective Winters basically put it as we can't, we can't completely look at this as a. We're looking at this more as a missing person than as a. Basically, that their case with that kid, because if it was a suicide, they wouldn't have a case really anymore, theoretically. Hmm. But since they can't find the body, they're looking at it as a missing person. And since there's continued activity revolving around his account or connected to stuff. Um, they're wondering if he is still alive. Right. So, yeah, I think he, he's going to say, um, you know, her question was specifically, uh, oh, they think if she, if they think it was faked. So I think he's going to say, uh, you know, it could be someone's, someone's responsible for this. I guess is how he'll put that. Okay, and she'll say, but you think the suicide's definitely connected with what's happened to those, uh, with the uh, three others who died. Bloop. Yeah, I think you'll say, we definitely think he's responsible, but we're trying to figure out how. 
And I think she'll like post like a scratching head emoji. And I'll post a little magnifying glass emoji. Nice. Classy. Yeah. And I think she'll say like, like keep me up to date on what to keep. Yeah. Just keep me up to date. And she'll send that as one message. And then the next one will say like, um, like there's too many weird things happening. There's too many weird things that have been happening lately. And this seems like this seems like it's one of them. We see Mr. Welker finally arrive home at his uh, his 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 home, his palace, his castle. Of course, um, it's later, but it's not super late. So I think kind of a scene somewhat similar to what we had seen before is going on. Um, I think on these nights that you've been kind of out later, which have been more recent in uh, since you guys have moved down to Palmetto City. I think that um, your wife is Julia or Julie? Julia. Julia. So Julia has taken to, after a while, started to uh, like watch TV in bed. Um, either on like a tablet or maybe you guys had a, like she got a second TV and so she'll watch movies in, in bed. So like, yeah. And so kind of when you come home uh, early on, when you had done some late nights, she would be like on the couch, sometimes asleep. I think increasingly now she's like, okay, I know he's going to be later. So I'll just go to bed. And if he comes home, awesome. And, uh, but yeah, so she's watching TV and um, I think that she's watching like the news and the news has a story, of course, because this is a TV show helping us to recap what just happened. A young patient died in the result of an altercation with a guard. We don't we believe that uh, the the young woman, Bella White, and there's like a picture of her. And you've only seen Bella White all like smashed up and bruised. And somebody put Bella White in our Google Google Doc thing as um, what's her name from Beauty and the Beast, the new Beauty and the Beast, I think. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. So, um, and so I'll just go with that. I think she like is like a very pretty young lady. And I think that this is like an image of her at like some like nice party or like some fancy thing. So she like looks really good in this thing. And you're just flashing back to the image of her that you saw where she's like all like bruised and beaten up. Um, and like George Conti listing off all these things of like multiple fractures, uh, lacerations across the face, arms, chests, a deep, uh, like blood loss from a cup, a cup, like him just like listing off all this stuff. And you're just looking at this girl. And, um, I think Julia kind of wakes up and is like, Oh, Hey, you're home. I thought once you didn't, when you didn't come back by blah, 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 I thought you'd be later. So I just went to bed. Oh, uh, like distractedly is like, no, that's, that makes sense. You should don't, don't wait up for me. You know, uh, duty calls. She fumbles around for the remote and hits mute. So that way it's, it's still on in the background, but so it's just this girl's haunting image, like behind you, um, that they keep coming back to like shot of the hospital. 
this girl's picture shot of the hospital, this girl's picture. Cause it's, it's a TV show and they're watching the news and that's how it works. Um, but yeah, she's like, Oh, this, she brings up some, some small stuff like, Oh, this weekend. Um, what is an interest that your older daughter has? Boys. No. Um, she, uh, what do the kids do these days? Well, she could still she could do a thing that's not that crazy. She could be like on a sports team. She sure, could... let's go with that. She plays soccer. Okay, so she she plays soccer. So I think Julia will tell you like, I don't know soccer. Uh, the when soccer season would would be, but she'll tell you like, oh Julia, Julia is her name. Julia will tell you that your daughter Tara has uh, a soccer game this weekend, and to make sure that like. We're going to have to, um, it's essentially like the next county over. So be sure that this weekend you're, you're all set to go. And if you can't make it, I understand. But if you could at least give her like a heads up in advance, that would be good. Who am I kidding? She'll say like, if you can give me a heads up, I don't think it'll. Right, of course. Uh, he'll say, uh, oh, well, look, of, of course, I would love to go, obviously. But, you know, I, I can't make those kinds of commitments. You know how it works, Ben. Um, and obviously, if I can go, I would. But I don't really have control over these things. You understand that? Sure. She'll say, she kind of nods. And she'll, I think we kind of get into, like, a real domestic discussion that the two of you have where she's like yeah where she's like it's just a soccer game if you can't make it to this soccer game you'll make it to you'll make it to something else but when there are some of the big things you're gonna have to know that as important as your job is you're gonna need to you're gonna need to be there and he'll reply like have i not been there in the past like do you think i don't know that no you have been there that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it sounds like we agree. That, so I'm not sure what the problem is. If you can let me know that you can't make it, let me know. We can go there ourselves. It won't be a big deal. You know, it's be like, um, yes, of course. That that's that's what I'd planned. That makes sense. I'll, I'll be sure to let you know. Good. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's... Like looking like over her shoulder, like the image on the TV, mm-hmm. like like trading his attention. Yeah, and so I think that kind of conversation kind of ends, and then when they move on to another news story, uh, maybe Chase Welker just goes in the bathroom to like kind of get ready for to get ready for bed, or maybe he goes into the kitchen to like eat something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he like kind of like changes. We see him just in like a just a shirt or just an undershirt or something like that. And he's like sitting kind of alone eating. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So now could everybody make a weird roll for me? Oh, this is why I stopped using dice. Got a seven again. So dark blade got a seven. I got an eight. Got an eight. For I got a three. Ooh, and a three. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to go 
in I'm gonna stop with Ashton because his will be the most dramatic. Okay, Dark Blade. You discover yourself or no, we'll just We'll stick with Mr. Welker, actually. And so Mr. Welker's sitting kind of at the t- is he sitting at the kitchen table or is he like sitting on the couch? No, he, he's a proper guy sitting at the table. Okay. So he's sitting at the table. He has doesn't have his jacket on, but he probably still has his shirt on. Uh, maybe not shirtless, but like still has his like dress shirt on. Maybe his tie is off, something like that. And he's eating. And um, what's kind of a sad? I'm eating this by myself. Food. Oh, peanut butter jelly sandwich, obviously. That's super oh, yeah. sad. Yeah. So he <laughs> he just goes into the kitchen and makes himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, maybe even to emphasize the argument he just had with his wife, he opens the fridge and there's something that's clearly leftovers. And he looks at it and he tosses it back into the fridge and just makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and kind of sits there and eats it by himself. <laughs> and as you're sitting there, you're kind of like, um, you've been kind of working long days. This stuff's been stressful for sure. And you're kind of getting tired. And as you get tired, you kind of nod off for a second. And when you come to uh, the lights, the lights are off. You hear kind of a noise in the hallway that maybe Julia is getting up to like a, in the hallway back towards the bedroom. And I think you go to kind of like, when you kind of look over in that direction, you see like a glint of movement in kind of a weird way and you notice that there's something that wasn't there before. Okay. Like in the hall? Yes. Uh, And I will tell you, it's certainly not Julia. It doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, if I feel threatened by it, then I feel like it would make sense for him to have some on-hand like home defense solutions around given his new line of work. So, like, I grab, screw it, let's just go with the shotgun, let's go big. Okay. Because um, he's got witchcraft on the mind. Yeah, so you... Hmm. Maybe... Mr. Welker carries, like, a sidearm with him, doesn't he? I don't see why he wouldn't. Sure. Oh, okay. His, technically, his armament is... A shotgun and a grenade launcher. Okay. But I do think it's reasonable that if you have access to those two things, it probably wouldn't be very hard to have a pistol but, in your home. You're right. I'm just thinking what's like right with you at the at the second. Let, let's and, go with like a home defense pistol. Like he hides like under one of the cushions of the couch where the kids can't get it or something. I was thinking just he's in the he's like near enough to the kitchen where he just grabs a knife. Or that, you know? Classic, classic home defense. Okay. So you kind of like you kind of grab this as you're staring at this thing that there's something that moved or there was movement and it's something that hadn't been there before. And do you approach this something? Uh, it's in the house with my family, Austin. Mm-hmm. So yes. Okay. You're right. Dumb question. <laughs> All right. So as, as you approach it, you kind of get closer and closer and you notice there is a mirror on your wall that absolutely was not there before. So unless unless your wife was like, I, I put up a mirror, this is new. Like his first thought, but, oh, maybe I haven't been around home that much. Like she, she's like added something. Um, Ooh, that's, that. that's, that's perfect. Because then you're looking at it and you're like, 
yeah, you're kind of like, I haven't been, like, like my home is changing around me and I haven't even noticed it. And you're kind of staring at this thing and um, you notice, like, the the frame around the mirror is particularly weird. First off, the mirror is pretty big. It's not full body, but it, like, it gets the whole of your from head to, like, waist in this mirror. And, um the frame around it is particularly strange. And um, one of the things that you notice is that uh, like along the sides of it are these little markings that almost look like the feet of crows, like the talons of crows, like etched into this wood. And then at the corner of each thing is that death's head that you saw on the wasp and then you see something move again and you look up into the mirror and instead of your own image of course you see the image that you saw in that internet video um, of the kid who of Alan Graves who hanged and burned himself and so you see that and um, he'll and it and as soon as you like make eye contact with this ashen um, very like um, like deep eye sockets, uh, no, he's got like this hoodie on, but under it, no hair. And you can even see at the base of his neck, these kind of boils. Like once you see this and you look in his eyes and the two of you make eye contact, you kind of, um, wake up at the kitchen table. Darkblade 69, Herbert Mock. Yes. <laughs> that was a little too close to the microphone. It just sounded like, like too close. Sounded like just spit on me. Um, all right, so Herbert normally stays in the basement at the house, right? My bedroom, yeah, yeah. So um, we've established that there can be basements in this area. Maybe it's like a converted garage, and the house mm-hmm. is kind of like a split level house, if you know what I'm talking about, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So. You, yeah, so it's a, yeah, so you're in there, and, um, Darkblade is, of course he's on the computer, and you've been looking up this information, uh, I think maybe you looked up some more information about this place, the Thaddeus Camacho group home, and one of the things that you find is, like, uh, like an old newspaper report that talks about how actually this group home is a weird institution where it's run by the state, but for orphans who didn't have any kind of next akin. So the state essentially takes over their estate, their inheritance to raise them as part of this group home. And like, there's a chunk of this money so that this group home isn't even normally like a normal orphanage. It's kind of strange. It's like smaller. There's not as many kids. It services a different kind of um, clientele because basically like, oh, if you're an orphan and you your family didn't have any money, you don't stay here. You only stay here if you're a wealthy orphan. Um, or like, yeah, like, so you're like kind of looking all this stuff up. And um, so it's an orphanage for child actors. Yeah, exactly. I'm a professional child. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are looking this stuff up 
and one of the things that you see is uh, you, you kind of like hop back onto social media and you're looking at some of this stuff and you go to look into Alan Graves account and you can kind of pull this up and you can see a lot of this artwork and we kind of reaffirm that we saw, you know, that image of like the nipple, the wasp, the pyre, um, the death's head in a lot of Alan's artwork. And um, one of the other things that you see is a um, uh, like just like a it's like an animated like a very detailed animated thing of a like a crow's foot dangling from a string that's been like tacked to a wall it's kind of slowly dangling there and um, you kind of see that and one of the big deals is um, does I assume Darkblade has a pretty sweet setup in his home base Yeah, um, <laughs> you were you were so like, oh, of course he does. That you were speechless there for a moment. Uh, ever since he got this job, he's been able to afford a uh, full workstation mm-hmm. uh, with clamps and magnifying glasses, um, every color of metallic paint, and um, a miniature collection that is just expansive. He has a like. You know, you know, some guys like railroads and they set up uh, these uh, huge railroads that uh, trains that go through their houses. Well, this is like a life sized well, not life sized but it's a enormous feature of the basement is just a battlefield of uh, Warhammer 40K figurines fighting each other. Cool. So uh, when Dark Place so kind of he's rich in in uh, life. That's what nice. I'm saying. So when Darkblade is kind of done with this and he's ready to take a break, he goes to look over at his figurines and see this stuff and admire his handiwork. Maybe, maybe knock out, uh, maybe uh, finish up kind of art, some really sweet articulated a stuff that he's got going on. Say again. Yeah, yeah maybe a gene stealer. He's just gonna knock one of those out. Absolutely. Fast. Yeah. So he kind of sits down and. Um, as he's working, one of the things he notices is the light is changing in the room. Mm-hmm. Like you have your own light, but there's something else that like, as you're looking at the magnifying glass, using one of those tiny uh, camel hair brushes that has really, really few bristles. You're like, Oh, my light keeps changing. And when you turn around uh, the social media page of Alan Graves that you left up, doesn't look like the page at all. It looks like you're looking at the code behind the page. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And as you go back up there to either like turn the screen off or go to another thing. So you have more light. That's kind of consistent. You, um, you see that what would normally be all of this computer code, uh, essentially outlining what you're supposed to see instead Mm -hmm. amid that code, you see all these weird symbols, including some of the symbols that you had seen at, um, at the Magnolia Place Mansion and uh, that your colleagues had described to you. And you see some of these symbols kind of popping up. And um, yeah, one of them that you, one of them that you see is a, um, like a, 
looks like a hand over an eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you see, like, you see these symbols kind of coming up, and like, it's a language that doesn't make any sense to you. And you just hear, uh, mm. like, you just hear, like, alone, alone, alone. And that sound is coming from behind you, right back where you were sitting. It's a little spooky. So you turn around, there's nobody there. And when you turn back around, uh, the image of Alan's artwork is there and you see someone just walking. You see like almost a point of view shot of walking through a corridor towards this mirror and towards this mirror and it's coming closer. And this is all black and white line drawings like with with a pen and it's going closer and closer and closer. And when you get to the front of it, um, your screen clicks off and you're just looking at your own reflection in the computer monitor. And then all of a sudden it snaps from your reflection to Alan Graves' reflection, the image, at least his reflection, Alan Graves' image that you had seen in that video, the kind of uh, sallow, like sunken face um, with the hoodie on it, all dark, like around him, just like it is in your place right now. And um, yeah, you kind of come to at the computer and whatever you had previously been looking up is... Yeah. Uh, well, Mom always said not to have a uh, do code red this late at night, but that was well, well more than a a noggin rush, I think. Uh, I'm gonna send out a a message to the team. Gotcha. So you start typing up a message. So Ashton, you're at home. You're kind of on your own. And you're kind of exchanging these text messages yeah. with Regan. And yeah, um, I think uh, if if the um, like it's a little ways past that, I mm-hmm. think maybe he's still like has the text message thing up to her. And he's like, um, hmm. oh, I mean, what are you wearing today? And he's like, no, and just deletes it all. And he's like, mm-hmm. I got a really big bed. And he's like, no, no. He's like, oh, OK, just it just gets rid of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I I like that a lot. Just typing different things. He takes a picture of the bed. He doesn't yeah. do that. He like looks online to show a picture from like the website that he bought it on. He's like, no, maybe he goes to take a picture of the box. And he's like trying to figure some stuff out. And he's just eventually. Then, eventually he, yeah. He keeps trying to take like a selfie of himself. And then he like looks and he's like, no. And then he unbuttons one of his buttons. He's like, no, double button them all up. No, um, I don't know. See, as you're doing this, when you decide to give up on this, mm-hmm. when you're like, ah, fuck it, you put your phone down, maybe you're changing or something like that. So you had been, you said you had been wearing a, um, a suit, that suit that you got at Men's Warehouse with Mr. Welker. And mm-hmm. um, I think as you're, you're kind of maybe taking the jacket off, maybe you're taking the kind of the shirt off, um, you start to hear a buzzing noise. And at first it picks up like an electronic buzzing noise. Like, oh, the TV's on in the other room, that kind of thing. He gets real excited and runs over to his phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you do. You run. And it's in a studio apartment. So it's not like you're going very far. You're just going from maybe one part of the room to the other. And you have to kind of like scoot around one of the chairs that's now in the way of where you were before. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, oh, she probably she's probably already asleep. That's probably what happened. Yeah. And uh, that buzzing is not an electronic buzzing noise. It's instead um, something that starts to get much, much louder. And could you go ahead and make for me 
Um, a cool roll. I did get a six. All right, cool. That's great, actually. So here's how this goes. Um, and then I'm going to tell you a way that you can avert this. So Ashton hears this buzzing and he feels something like fly by one of his ears. And um, uh, he's, when he kind of like goes to be like, oh, man, like a huge bug or a bee or something like that. And then he feels something else like sting him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of whips around. And I think, again, he's not as familiar with the new layout of his apartment as he had been. And I think he trips over one of the stools that is kind of set up. And he goes to grab to like, like, as he's falling down, he goes to grab for something. And the thing that he goes to pull for is something that would be like on a kitchen counter, but would be extremely either heavy or dangerous if it fell on you. Maybe like a toaster oven or something like that. Is that what you're thinking? Sure. I'm thinking like even more dangerous. And it could be something like uh, maybe even like part of the cabinet falls down or something like that. You kind of like are falling down and you reach up to grab for something. And um, the maybe your mom, when you moved into your own studio apartment, she gave you like a knife block. You know what I'm talking about? One of those things that holds a bunch of different knives in it. Yeah. Um, and so you, when you reach up, you grabbed onto like a tower, you grabbed onto something else and it slips. And as you fall down, um, the knife block and this toaster oven fall right towards you. And, um, the vision that we see, um, if this was a PG 13 rated movie, and it's, this actually has had some pretty graphic scenes in it. The scene that we, the scene that we see for just a second is, um, this knife block falling and some of these knives falling out in this toaster oven and a bunch of other shit from your countertop falling on top of you where Ashton is impaled with these knives <laughs> and killed. Additional voices for this episode included Steve Arthur as Shane Meridu. Please make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend about This American Dice and Monster of the Week. We learned about my brother. And, uh... That's true. We did learn about Brian, that real dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, another time I'll tell you guys about Haley's movie. It's pretty cool. It's, it's kind of a body horror uh, film. Or, uh, My body is a constant horror. I can... Yeah, <laughs> that, des- yeah. Des- des- that describes me after <laughs> describes me after eating dairy. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm getting old. Yeah, just unless impaled, impaled with the knives, and then the toaster oven comes and electrocutes the knives. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, well, what I was thinking was that the toaster oven and the other stuff on the counter is what pushes, like, gives the knives enough weight to actually kill a person. But yeah, instead, uh, it's the hot pocket that comes out, and the hot pocket has uh, so much sodium that it falls into Ashton's mouth and it kicks his heart, his blood pressure up to a point where he has a heart attack. <laughs> Um, some real beauty in the beach shit. Yeah, exactly. Some real beauty in the, yeah, Cogsworth, the, uh, the uh, toasty the toaster oven is like, I've got you again. 